What is going on, spectators? Welcome back to another episode and your sports weekly roundup. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn. It is episode 141. It is June 13th. It is about to be summertime. It is getting hot and musty in Florida. You know, <laughs> you know what the beginning of summertime means. Is that we're about to lose two of the most exciting sports because it is their finals. Stanley Cup's about to start on Wednesday, and we are going into Game 5 at the NBA Finals tonight. 9 p.m., Golden State, Boston, be there, be square, Brooklyn. What's popping, brother? I'm sad. Sad. I'm sad. Rangers pretty much got swept. Yeah, Go they're, up they're like low. reverse. Yeah. You're an extra gentleman, sweet. Yeah, go up 2-0. <laughs> Four straight, get knocked out. So tough. Had to deal with that. Hurt. Grieving. But, you know, you you live with it. There, there's your hockey talk for the week. There's your hockey talk for the week. Thank you. This is a hockey pod, as you guys have known. Um, Lightning going for the three peat versus the Avalanche. Yeah. The Avalanche look absolutely terrifying. So it's, it's kind of weird because if you're the Avalanche, you're like, uh-oh, we're going against the two-time defending champs who are kind of rolling. But also, if you're the Lightning, you're like, hold on, this team's lost one game this playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know. Yeah, no, baseball's been fun. We'll, we'll get more into that next week. But that, that's been really, really sick, especially um, <clears throat> go Yankees. They've been amazing. Yeah, we'll talk more <laughs> baseball next week. Uh, we're going to do, like, all-star stuff next week and all that yeah. and uh, kind of get you some mid-season awards and that good stuff. So we'll catch up on baseball next week. But this is a basketball pod. I know I said it was a hockey pod. Sometimes it's a baseball pod. Sometimes, we've talked about other weird things in this this show, too. But this we're, is a, We are whatever you want us to be. You, you, decide. you decide. Not you. We decide. But you interpret. <laughs> we decide you, you take it however you want to take it so that means you decide it's like a good book oh, you guys ever read a good to... book where it's like almost open-ended and then the future is just like interpret like you can see however it was set up to be it's exactly like that except we talk about sports and the facts and one of the facts of the matter is is that Steph Curry is finally going off in the finals Finally. Shout out Wardell, man. Shout out Wardell. That boy's doing his thing. Yeah. He's uh Steph is just kind of going nuts. And it's really nice to see because, you know, in all the, the finals that the Warriors have won, he's never really been the highlight of it. Obviously they had KD a couple of those years. And then uh the one year they didn't have KD, Igadala won the MVP, which doesn't necessarily mean he was the best player, but that's just kind of how it worked out. Steph had a couple of clunkers. Uh, he has not really had that in this playoffs, like at all. Especially in the finals. Especially I mean, in the finals. Ju it, just real quick, I'm going to run through his stat lines. Go through it. Game Talk one, 34, 5, and 5. Okay. Game two, 29, 6, and 4. Game three, 31, 4, and 2. And <clears throat> I hope you're sitting down if you're listening to this. Game four, 43. 10 rebounds, four assists. <laughs> For those who He's like shooting 50% from the field this finals and 49% from three. 85% from the line. Steph Curry. 
Steph Curry. And and the, the wild part about him this finals is he's kind of like carrying the team on his back, which Steph has oh, yeah. done in the past. Yeah. He's done that. But his team is given like enough to where when Steph pops off, it's like, oh, Steph went crazy, but then you got this, 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 and this from some other guys, and it kind of made this beautiful blend. Uh, his teammates have played like particularly not great. Uh, you're really seeing uh, Clay's lack of defending in this series. Like Clay's perimeter mm-hmm. defense has been kind of rough. Completely understandable. This is not a Clay slander uh, segment, but you know he he had two significant leg injuries, and defending is tough, especially at the NBA Finals level. When he had Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and even Marcus Smart, who's looked explosive this year, so. He's, he's had trouble defending. Draymond is just a shell of himself at the moment. Because, mm. you know, Draymond's not going to fill the stat sheets, but he has looked a step slow. When he's playing ISO defense against Robert Williams, he's getting manhandled. When he's switching on pick and rolls, he's kind of getting dusted. And he's he's had good moments, right? The series has been relatively low scoring, so it's not been that bad. But... He's certainly not been uh, the Draymond we kind of are used to seeing constantly, you know? Yeah, not not at all. And it's been weird <laughs> because, like, obviously you don't expect too much of Draymond. But, like you said, he's been a shell of himself. So, that's yeah. going to be a big, big part moving forward because now we're tied 2-2. Going down the stretch, you're going to need every little bit of it. So we're going to need uh, Draymond to show up and everybody uh, waiting for his uh, podcast after. <laughs> well, and that's been one of the funniest <laughs> narratives about this, yeah. right? I saw I saw a really good um, good tweet and it was it was like you guys are getting on Draymond about, you know, taking 30, 40 minutes after a game, making a podcast that's, like, already set up. He just has to hit record and then just talk about the game, which is yeah. essentially just his interviews after the game, right? It's all it is. Yeah, just more well, detail. He gets, a difference. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't do it in front of people that he doesn't like. So it's, like, he's yeah. a little bit more open. And he has more time. So it's the same thing, essentially, right? It's just decompressing time. He's still talking basketball, which is a, it's just a good thing, right? Like, you want him to continue to talk basketball. And people are upset about it. And then you have, like, you know, you look back at the old eras of the NBA, and Michael Jordan probably would leave a basketball game after dropping 35 and go, like, gamble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, go or play like, golf before a game, go yeah. drink. Go gamble. They used to have to find Dennis Rodman, like literally <laughs> locate him before games. Yeah. There was no find your friends app. They had to go find this man and bring the, him to the stadium. The weirdest thing with sports is like you play the game and then every all the fans are just like, you have to only do that. You have to fully consume basketball, baseball, whatever sport. Yeah. You do anything else, you're not focused. You don't care about the game. You're playing for, let's say, six hours from you get to the stadium, warm up, all that. You're there for six hours. You got an off day. You got a whole 24 the next day. Like, what are you doing in that time? You think you're at the gym every single second that you're not playing the game? They're in an ice bath drinking a a, a nice glass of Chardonnay. (laughs) Like, they are not 
put like, them shots after a six hour no, day. bro. And like, no. yeah, you're going to go watch film. You're going to go have meetings. Cool. You're not doing that every second. You're not. Like, just because they go do a podcast, they go make music, they go paint, they go do whatever. They go sit, kick their feet up on the couch and watch whatever new show's coming out. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? As, as long as they show up, who cares? Who and cares? again, <laughs> at least they're not trying to go find you when you're in a different state partying like Dennis Rodman. Like, come on, That man was wild. He was wild. That man was wild. Could you imagine if that happened in today's age? It kind of did. Do you remember? We've talked about it a couple times. Do you remember two years ago now? It was the 2020 season. It had the Joanna Cespedes literally vanish. Well, that's different, though, because, like, he actually... But he actually vanished, and he never came back. Yeah, he never came back, yeah. That's, that, that's the difference. Like, the man back. straight up quit. He just, he just left, yeah. But, I mean, it did happen, right? It they, did. They, like, he was in the starting lineup, and they had to scratch him because he just didn't show up. Bro, that was the wildest thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but imagine, like, if that happens and, like, that person still comes back. Like, you're looking for him to come play. And yeah. then you have to do that multiple times throughout the season. Like, that's wild, bro. Yeah, it, that would I mean, be rod. You know, sometimes the the headache is worth the the stuff that they come with, and it, it probably and I don't, I don't even think that the podcast with Draymond is a headache. Like, it's no, just no weird noise that you're gonna get regardless. Because it's that Draymond people. is one of the hate, most hated players in the league. Granted, I used to be part of that, and I still kind of am. I hate watching him play. I hate watching him play, but like I respect the stuff that he like produces when he's at his best. Right. It's kind of become that. But but when he's bad? <sighs> Which he has been. He's been <laughs> horrible. Um, but despite Draymond, and despite, I guess Jason Tatum has like an injury that they're not fully telling us about, and he's kind of playing through it, and it's kind of evident, right? Jason Tatum's not playing his best basketball, but, you know, that's kind of what happens when you play two full seven-game series. This one looks like it might go to seven if, uh, yep. you know, if they split these next two games, we're going to seven. And that's just 21 games of really high-intensity basketball. You might get hurt. You might be a little battle-worn. And and, 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 and he tweaked his shoulder against Miami. And then you saw, I think it was uh, last game or maybe the one before, that he hurt his shoulder again. And he's yeah. playing through it. So, I mean, shout-out to that. Yeah. All power to him. Yeah, but, but it, it catches uh, up to you. No, and he's struggling a little bit. Um, he had a really good first half in game three or game four. But outside of, like, the distributing he did in game one, he had a bunch of assists at the second half. He only had, like, 18 points, but he had a lot of assists, and he looked really good. No, he had 12. <laughs> 12, okay. He had, um, he had, like, 28 points in game two, but it, it wasn't as impressive as the game one facilitator version of him. Only three uh, assists. And then in that last game, again, he vanished in the second half and just was not hitting shots. And he's the guy on this team. And I love Jalen Brown. I've been a big Jalen Brown's the best player on this team guy all season, which I don't actually think is true at this point. You, you've you been that for a couple of years. Yeah. Run and, the and, tapes. I, <laughs> and I've always, yeah, run the tapes. Like there, there is evidence of that. And I've yeah. said that Jalen Brown is, I think, the most important guy on this team. And yeah. I don't necessarily think it is true now. I don't think that they're the same level at all. Uh, but I do still believe that Jalen Brown is him 
more often than Jason Tatum is him in terms of like who they are as a player. And because there's times where you've seen in this finals, Jason Tatum just doesn't touch the ball. And it's so baffling to me that you can go five, six, seven, eight possessions without even so much as like running one pick and roll. Like he's not even holding the ball, going over a screen and facilitating. Like there's just times where he's just not even in the corner, just on the wing, kind of sitting there, not moving or anything. And I'm like, Jason, what's going on? Is it the injury? Is it who he is? I think it's a combination. And if it's not the injury, then it's funny because you want to model yourself after Kobe and like idolize Kobe so much. And you want to do all the stuff trying to bring his game into yours. But then, like you said, you could go seven, eight possessions, not touching the ball. Kobe ain't going to have that. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair because Kobe was like for everybody who's like a little younger, but but this is his team though. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta be that. Yeah. Like obviously you're, you're not doing what Kobe's doing. Like you hear the stories where uh, he goes in the locker room, I think it was Lou Will talked on a podcast, like Kobe, after a loss, was like, y'all gonna know who Kobe F. Bean Bryant is because I'm gonna touch the ball every single time down the court. Like, it's not gonna happen any other way. Give me the ball. Yeah. And this being your team, you gotta do that. And I mean, okay, you don't gotta do it every single possession, but like you said, seven, eight times up and down, like, you, you yeah. gotta you gotta apply pressure. You got to. Well, and then, you you know, you saw it at the end of the game, too. It, you can go those possessions without touching the ball, but when it becomes that crunch time, it, it becomes exactly. kind of important. And guess who was yep. shooting or dribbling or making out a pass at the end of this game? Steph. It was Steph, and that's yep. what Steph does, and he's a veteran. He kind of knows when he needs to kind of do that or when yep. the lane is open for him to do that, and he's been taking incredible advantage. Again, shooting 50% essentially overall in the series is insane. I think he's shooting like I can, I can look real quick. He's shooting 12, almost 13 threes a game. And he's shooting 50%, almost 13 threes a game. (laughs) And he's shooting 50%. And so that's Steph. He's the best to ever do it in terms of three point shooting. But you mentioned Kobe and not to tangent too hard on Kobe, but if you guys don't remember, if you're a little too young, you didn't fully watch basketball back then. Because, you know, Kobe's this larger-than-life icon at this point. And yeah. uh, he is, like, an embodiment of what, like, the that dog mentality. He got that dog in him, all that. When he was playing, if you guys remember, we used to make fun of Kobe because he was a legitimate ball hog. He did not give up the rock. There was times where Kobe would go down to court with the ball Maybe run an ISO, maybe run a pick and roll, but not pass the ball to pick and roll. Shoot it, run back on defense, play half-ass defense, get the ball <laughs> off the board or off a if they made it, and do the same thing. And if he did pass it, he get it right back. <laughs> yeah, or it was like a it was a feed to pow, and it was like a one dribble put in. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And so I mean, Kobe was awesome, and Kobe was so much fun to watch, but like. It must have watching Kobe play must have like made young coaches, AAU coaches like rip their hair out because <laughs> now you have guys just going up the court, not passing, trying to do like Kobe Dirk fadeaways, kicking their legs out at the mid range. It's like that's the lowest percentage shot on the court. 
You're not and, and it's funny because you hear people talk about Curry like he ruined the game now because everybody's just pulling up from three, taking deep shots and stuff. Kobe was probably another one who ruined the game because Kobe was got people just <laughs> Kobe was up from anywhere. Yeah. Kobe was worse in my opinion, and I think this could be a fun debate one day if we get uh, Omar Gerard on here. But I feel like Kobe was worse for like the modern day player because everybody just thought that they could shoot. Yeah. Deep mid-range twos like they were Kobe or Carmelo whereas at least Steph is shooting threes and if you make it it's like you get three points and then Steph is doing all the off-ball movements so it's like if you're really watching the Warriors you're like learning off-ball stuff right yeah no 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 if you you were watching Kobe you were seeing iso ball triple threat moves and he would score 38 but like the the least efficient and like the least like energy saving thirty eight ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like you watching that as a kid. I could do that. I could why do why that. not? <laughs> he makes it look easy. No. <laughs> and, and now you go you go play at a, a game and you shoot two for seventeen. <laughs> Coaches chewing Mamba you out. Mamba mentality though. Mamba mentality. It's not about your last shot. It's about your next shout out hustle. <laughs> Great movie. I haven't seen that yet, but you said it was really good. Yeah, go go watch that. Anybody else? Definitely go check that out. They did a really good job. So, Brooke, we're at mm-hmm. Game 5 tonight. Tied we up 2-2. Two two. The Warriors mm-hmm. won essentially a must-win. The NBA is crazy how, like, Game 4 is a must-win because then you go mm-hmm. down 3-1 and this is GG's. But now it's new series. Best of three. What's the key for the Celtics to win this? Lock down that defense. Don't let Curry beat you because obviously we're seeing that Curry's going to beat you. Yeah. Don't let him do that. Force Jordan Poole's crazy bag to make something happen. Force Clay Thompson to break out of um, just not being what he is right now. And that's obviously because he isn't as fresh. He's a little bit wobbly still because his legs, he don't got them under him. He don't got the strength. So force him to really show up. Make Draymond be what Draymond should be. Force them to be the guys that are going to beat you. Because if you continue to let Steph do what Steph is doing, you guys are going to lose. Simple as that. Simple as that. You guys are a defensive team. This is what got you here. Bank on that. Play how you did early in the playoffs where you did not let Kevin Durant get up a shot. You did not let Giannis... Do what Giannis does. Be right up in their face. And I know you guys are tired. I I know. <laughs> but it ain't, ain't no time to be tired. There's three games left to win the NBA championship. Do what you guys do best, and that's play defense. And you guys play defense to the high level that they could. They win the NBA championship. Yeah, and I think and it's I, as simple as that. I think that's a good uh, point about Clay. Clay's only shooting about 35% in this finals. Uh, obviously not very clay like if clay shoots 35 percent, but he's being forced to shoot more mm-hmm. they're not winning they're not winning nope. and i don't know if clay's gonna shoot better than 35 percent. i mean he had like 28 the other day or 26 or 28 i don't remember in game th- or game four but i looked up and he was like five for 13 from three and i'm like man that's not like great like he has a lot of points but that's not great because you need to be efficient when you're playing teams that run the transition and, like, 
kind of create momentum swings as much as the Celtics do and have in the playoffs. Yeah. And one thing that you mentioned too, they're a defensive first team, the Celtics are, but they have not been able to stop Steph, although they've been able to stop Kyrie. They've been able to stop, you know, not really Jimmy Butler as much, but to an extent, Jimmy Butler. And these are guards, right? You yeah. need to pretend that Steph is Kyrie because Kyrie yeah. is one of the better point guards in the league whenever he's like a player, which he really wasn't this year. Treat treat him the same. Make Steph turn to Kyrie. If so, you guys will win these next two games handily because you're the better team. And, bro, those early series, those players couldn't breathe. They did yeah. not give them any room. And I know the Warriors are a lot more tough because yeah, and they're a different they move offense. a lot. They yeah. move a lot off ball. So it's, keeping up with them is tough. But that that's what you got to do. There's, there's really no way around it. You can't be like, hey, just stay stay here for a second. Let me catch my breath. I, I know we're going to start running in a little bit, but let me, let me just yeah. – nah, there ain't none of that. Like, they going to run you out the gym. That's what the Warriors do best. Yeah, and so a good little – switch here right so if the warriors do wind up winning that'll mean jalen brown jason tatum are another year of having a very successful season they've been to the conference finals twice this will be their first nba finals and they will still have not won a ring obviously winning a ring in the nba is really really difficult especially when you have you know bill russell winning 11 and mj winning six and Steph after this Mm -hmm. one winning was it four five four It'll four? Be four. Yeah, yeah, four. So, like, you have these mini dynasties that happen in the league, so it's really hard for multiple guys to win. Where is Jason Tatum stack? And he's really young, and I think at some point in his career he probably will get a ring. Mm-hmm. But where would he stack in terms of players to not win a ring? There's some really, really good players to never win a ring. Like, no. all-time greats. The third best scorer of all time in Carl Malone who was the second best, shout out to LeBron. Um, he was the second best scorer of all time. Now he's a third. Just didn't have a ring. So where are we kind of feeling Tatum as of right now? Like, obviously, he has a whole career to grow. I think he's going to be really good for the rest of his career. He could easily be a top 10 type of guy who never wins a ring. Yeah. Where are you thinking he would be right now? I don't think he's top 10 at the moment. Because if no, we no, look no. at the names, no, 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 no. Uh, he's not there. But top 20, I do think that you could put him there. Because if you look at the top 20 right now, you got guys like Vince Carter. You guys got, you got guys like Chris Webber and um, T-Mac, Carmelo. I don't think he's better than Carmelo. But I do think he's better than um, Vince Carter. I do probably? think that. I mean, yeah. Probably? At, at the moment. Like, obviously, Vince is Vince, and you, you know what you're going to get from him hot flying and all that, but Jason Tatum, I think, is a whole package. And I I would definitely give Tatum Vince Carter's spot if we're just going off the list that we're looking at right now. Yeah, we're looking, and, at, um, we're looking at a list on Fadeaway World. We, but... we, could, uh, we could link this um, article in the YouTube description. Now, I do... Check. And now I do think that this list is a little misguided to an extent. Um, Mm -hmm. Paul George should be on this list. Like, if you're going to put Vince Carter on this list, Paul George is probably better than Vince Carter. 
has yeah. been. Um, so I think that's somebody to keep in mind too. Um, Chris Weber, I don't really want to talk on too much because I don't really, I never, I've never looked up a Chris Weber highlight a day in my life. I have no yeah. idea how good or like, bad Chris Weber is. His numbers are solid. But again, like, I'm, I'm on the same boat. But just going off of his numbers, I, uh, I feel like you could keep him in there. Five time All Star, five time All NBA, rookie of the year, 20.7 points per game, almost 10 rebounds a game. Like, those, those are solid numbers. Yeah. And I don't know. There's so many greats. Like, this list is kind of wild. It, there's, there's so many Hall of Famers on this that just like, because you look won. at the NBA and there's so many times where you just got a team going on a three-peat back-to-back or they, they're they on a dynasty run and they win like Damn. five and ten years. And it's like, well, you're going to have those same players just ripping the chances of ever getting a Everybody ring else, from these yeah. all-time greats. It's not like these dudes are bums or like just mediocre. Nah, these are some of the players that you look at <laughs> and you you could put them in your top 10 depending yeah, and, like what you look at you know a great example of that is Patrick Ewing right Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. was pretty easily the best or second best center of his era right you you have a uh, Hakeem so like it's yeah I'm not gonna put him above him but he's probably the second best center of his era this is the Michael Jordan 80s 90s era right mm-hmm. the Knicks were really good they were really, really good. They were defense first. They were a fun team. Patrick Ewing, without Michael Jordan in the league, went to an NBA Finals and lost to Hakeem in seven. With Michael Jordan in the league, the Knicks lost two to Bulls in 91, 92, 93, and 96. So, like, if there's no Jordan, he probably wins a ring or two or three. Yeah. And then they wound up losing another one in uh, 99, I think, or something like that. That's when they had Allen Houston and all that. Different cast. They were still fun. He wasn't the same. But, I mean, Patrick Ewing was dominant. He was the first center that I can remember, like true center, that was shooting, like actually shooting, not just backing you down and hitting the post. He would he would hit a three every now and then, and Ewing would shoot the ball outside of the paint. And he was so skilled, and people just don't remember and nobody cares now because the Knicks have been poverty for 20 years since he left. And he doesn't have a ring. And it's a strange thing that we look at people without rings a little bit worse. But Carl Malone is better. Carl Malone's a top 10 player. But people will try yeah. and tell you that, like, Dirk is better. And it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Let's reel that back like, really hard, <laughs> please. <laughs> Because, again, Carl Malone just had to run into MJ. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that was a lost, death wish. If that did he had... lose three times to MJ in the finals? I think, it was um, all, I think all three were to MJ. This is 97 and 98. I think so, yeah. You have to fact check that, but... I don't got the facilities to fact check it right now. <laughs> no, they lost twice, and then he went to another one with the Lakers. Okay. 
Okay. Malone went to three, two with the Jazz, one when he was <laughs> in a walker against the uh, the bad boy, not the bad boy Pistons, but the bad boy two electric boogaloo Pistons with Rashid and all that. It, it's Which crazy for- to think that Malone played in 2004. He played like, he played like 24 seasons. Like, that's, that's the crazy part about Malone too. Like, obviously, you have to play a long time to get the stats that he had, right? I think he has like of thirty. Course. He has like thirty six thousand points, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but in that career and in that long career, to average twenty five, because you know once you get to those later ends of your year, if you have three bad seasons in a row of averaging fourteen, those career averages just tank. Yeah. So uh, we haven't done it, but I'd be interested to see what like Carl's like prime stats would be if he like retired like in his last good year. That's always like a fun thing for me to do. Is like, how good would they have been if he <laughs> just like did a Peyton Manning and just like, okay, I was really good. Let's just stop. Let's not be just bad. Cut it. Yeah, let's not be bad. It's always a fun little discussion. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing for us to look at. Yeah, who do you think? Who do you think is the best player currently in the NBA to not win a ring? Like, not currently? best as in right now. Like, because obviously, you could look at like Jokic or any of those guys. But like, who's the best player in terms of what they've done embodiment in the league right now? Which I think actually Jokic is maybe, maybe him, <laughs> but it's not. But it it could be him actually. <laughs> yeah, not not mad at Jokic. Like, I, I think that's a very easy one. I mean. Chris Paul and what he's been doing for the Suns recently and then, like, what he was able to do with the Thunder, not being a contender, but just leading the team and being the driving factor to why that team even was relevant. Yeah. And you you look at what they did in Houston and then for the rest of his career, like, I I feel like that's the one you got to do because – you look at players like Westbrook and Harden, like they're great. And their primes they're, were fantastic, but they have not aged like wine. So. No, not at all. And you've never looked at CP3 and saying like, wow, he's he's detrimental to a team. Except in the playoffs and elimination games with Scott Foster on the court, certainly. And give the MVPs to Scott Foster as he deserves them. <laughs> he does deserve them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got to go CP3. I'm probably going to agree. And one thing that's going to be weird, and, and that's why I don't love looking at stats, because, like, back in the old days, you look at Elgin Baylor and guys like that, and Wilt, obviously, yeah. who was scoring 50 a game. And you're like, man, these guys were scoring a lot. It's like, yeah, because the guys they were playing against just weren't really up to snuff. And, like, these guys were just that much better. If war was a thing in basketball, <laughs> these guys would have a 9 billion war because they were better than everybody else. Um, but significantly... Yeah. Defenses are a lot better in the NBA now. Um, point guards have really shifted, right? And that's where you can really see, like, the point scoring differentials, right? Point guards used to not score at all. Look at John Stockton. He's a top three point yeah. guard ever. And he never had a season over 20 a game. Chris Paul was, like, the the real first true, quote-unquote, true point guard to actually score, like, consistently. I mean, we could say Allen Iverson, but he wasn't really a point guard, which, again, that's a stupid... I don't like positioning people because it's dumb. Like, Allen Iverson was a really good player. 
and the positioning is just position. to to have arguments like this for it's you know, all it you're, is. The, you're the best point guard you're the best small forward that's like, all it is or like it you know the position kind of gives you a role in a sense and um in terms yeah. of the role of being a facilitator and creating opportunities for your teammates and creating basketball plays which is essentially what a point guard does he was the first one to kind of score consistently over time at high percentages with like decent shot attempts right that's going to get lost in translation as time goes on because you're going to see anthony edwards scored 26 a game and he's a true point guard like he just is and you know obviously steph who we want to say he's not a true point guard steph's a true point guard cry about it (laughs) he just cry about it or david (laughs) lillard like Kyrie Irving, like those guys want, are going to wind up for their career averaging 24, 5, 6, 7, 8, whatever it is. And it's going to be like, oh, Chris Paul sucked in hindsight because his average, he didn't even average 20 a game. And not even 10 assists. Dude, he played for like 20, 24 years. <laughs> and then you look at all his accolades, like 12, 12-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, all 9-time defensive, All-Defensive all team, 5-time assist champion, 6-time steal champion, rookie of the year, like... You look plenty at those things and it's like plenty accolades. Okay, like now, now we could talk. Yeah, I also wanted to be known. It is very, 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 very difficult to get on an All NBA team. Joel Embiid was not All NBA first team this year because of positions, and Joel Embiid was the second best player in the NBA this year, and it wasn't even close. Or and an maybe MVP third, maybe third. But he was in the top three of players, and it was those three with Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. And then everybody else, a pretty significant drop-off. He didn't make first yeah. All-NBA team. So to make all these All-NBA teams all all these years, all defensive teams all these years, it's really, really, really difficult. Yeah. And so when you see guys make those and get onto those, I think it's, it's impressive. And it'll be le- more impressive as time goes on, I think when they start to finally get rid of positions on there. I can't wait for the season. Say it's in three years, right? Where Anthony Davis is finally healthy. LeBron's 49 and still playing the best basketball. And the all-NBA first team is LeBron, Giannis, Joel, Jokic, and AD. It's five bigs. Because guess what? They're the five best players, so make them all-NBA first team. Who cares about running a squad out there? We're not putting them out there. This isn't a team. This isn't the USA team. Who cares? Do you really think they do that, though? I, I see no reason why they wouldn't eventually. Because I don't think they do. They have to at some point because, like, they started it already, kind of, but they didn't officially do it. You know what part of the problem is, too? So you're allowed to vote, right? And this is why NBA didn't make all, all uh, NBA first team. You're allowed to vote. But if you vote on a guy at that position, the votes get split. So Embiid had votes as a forward and then votes as a center. So separate, he didn't have enough votes to get him in. But together, he did. But they didn't count them together because they're two different position votes. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a poster child for that. Like, why are we limiting that when he had yeah, if, the votes If you're, you're going to label them, put it on there and keep it there don't do the split because yeah we all know okay yeah he's a center power forward you're a point guard two guard three four like cool that's fine but when it comes to voting like that and if they're gonna split it 
now you're literally losing the voting because well, half of your votes are going. But I like the that they're splitting it just in the fact that they're letting him be a forward if that's what will get him in. But combine the votes. Let it count yeah. for everything. Whichever yeah. got more votes, make them count as that. Who cares? Or just don't count positions. Positions are stupid. They're dumb. They're so dumb. Yeah, but I, I just feel like in the grand speck of it, when the stories are been, being written by the writers and stuff, because we know pro sports love that, and that's how they base all their conversations for who, who's the best. We're yada, yada, cool. <laughs> it's yeah, us. We, we are. It's us. And if they take away the positions, they lose the arguments, I feel. They lose the story because now, let's say you put all bigs, and now all these great guards that we have in the league – Aren't making first team because obviously the the big not better get better bigger things because that's what they're capable of. Guards aren't able to do what Jokic is doing, what Giannis is doing, what Embiid yeah, is doing. They but, can't do that. So obviously those players are going to put up bigger numbers and be a bigger impact when they ju- they just got it. <laughs> and that that's no I don't uh, agree with that. On I, the guard. I don't I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all because over the last fifteen years. Guards have guard dominated. Yeah, it's been a guard it's been game. A guard game. Like, but but now the and bigs you know, we're have finally getting there. some skilled guards. But there's it takes a very specific and very skilled big, which we've seen eight of them ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Right? You've seen Wilt. You've seen the three in the league right now. You've seen Ewing. You've seen Elijah Wan. Like, there's only so many that there's been. Mm-hmm. And and Kareem. That's it. Outside of bigs, like, and Shaq. So, like, 11 bigs ever. And I could name you 30 guards. Maybe 40. There's a couple more bigs. You got, like, Duncan. You got Bill Russell. You got Dirk. I'm not counting Bill Russell. I'll stand on that. I'll die on that hill. I'm not counting Bill Russell. We're counting Wilt, though. Hmm. Bro, he's averaging 50 a game, bro. Bill Russell got 11 rings. I don't care about no rings. They're playing against the same people. Fisher got like six. I don't care about no rings. I don't care about no rings, bro. You can't care about the 50 games. I don't care about the 11 rings. I don't care about no rings. Bro, that entire Celtics team were Hall of Famers. The whole team. That's fine. The entire turn. The whole starting five. Now, we could talk about Wilt's other numbers. Those are impressive. I'll put them up there. That's fine. But Those no, like, it, it's a but it's a guard <laughs> league. We've, put down. we've seen it become a guard league, especially with the three pointer being added. I mean, Steph is still Steph. Clearly, we're watching it happen in the finals. It's a guard league. It's just this, and the guards kind of roll over more often because right? I think like it's worse just in terms of you're shooting lower percentage shots. So you're gonna have the highs and the lows, but it's a guard league. And and th- and that's fine, but let's say okay, we we backtrack the six years to when bigs didn't really matter; they weren't showing up. Let's say you got the guards in today's age where they're dominating. Now you're going to put five guards on the yes. All NBA first team? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm not. I'm absolutely, not here absolutely, I'm not here absolutely, bro. In the I'm year where that. where Steph won the unanimous MVP, the All NBA team should have been LeBron, Steph. Harden, Westbrook, I can't think of the fifth guy off the top of my head, but those four, that's four and three and a half guards because you half count LeBron. That's what it should have been. And then you pick another guard or maybe you pick Giannis or I don't, I don't remember who was great in 2015, but you, know, you pick somebody. 
whether it's Chris Paul. It might have been Chris Paul. It might have been Kawhi. So you have two forwards and, and three guards. Perfect. Awesome. Why, why do we need to put a center in there? I don't want to jerry-rig Anthony Davis, despite him playing 30 games. And that's what we've done in the past. All, all NBA yeah. first teams, we've seen, no offense to Dwight Howard, but like on Dwight Howard's decline, he would make all NBA second team. And he was horrible towards the end of his career. And, I mean, you look at uh, Kyrie this year. They got him on third team. <laughs> Shout out Jalen Rose. He only played, what, like 30 games? That was a horrible thing, by the way. That was horrible. Yeah. I'm a Kyrie fan. I love Kyrie. Shit, I've been there. I think Bradley Beal, like, didn't make a first team last year because of that. Bradley Beal led the league in scoring. <laughs> and he didn't make first team because, like, why? I don't know. No. So, you know, th- those yeah. are the arguments. It's fun. I don't think well, you'll ever get an all-point guard, an all-center. Maybe you will every now and then, and those will be fun years to look at. Mm. But the ability to do it, because if there's five players that are all the best in the league very clearly that season, just give it to them. Give them those bonuses, bro. That's the main thing. They're missing out on money. Give them that money. Go get that bag. Go get that bag. I think uh, Kemba missed out. And granted, Kemba doesn't deserve it at this point in his career. But when Kemba was good. He didn't make all NBA third team for one season, and that like cost him like six hundred K. And the only reason he didn't make it was because that was like the year where like Harden, Westbrook, Curry, Darren Williams, uh, Chris Paul, and there was one other guy, I think it was Dame, were all just insane. And so it was like, Well, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And I I, that might have been the year Isaiah Thomas was like scoring twenty seven. So it was like, What are you supposed to do? Like if there's positions, you can't squeeze them in, but like, yeah, shit, man, so, <laughs> it's crazy. And that, you know, some really good seasons get overlooked. That's the way it goes. It that's the way it that, goes. That's why, that's what happens when you got 30 teams and everybody got that player and you got some all time great playing at the same time. You know, it'll be really cool to kind of help that when we get this NBA expansion, it's going to, spread out the talent a little bit i can't wait and the nba is gonna be a lot more fun when that talent spread out a little bit more just a little bit literally putting 12 players on two more teams and taking them from other places is gonna make the nba so much more fun because now you got a couple of g league guys who don't have a roster spot but are good they're really good and can make an nba starting uh job but well, I'm obviously not just right then and there, but you give them a couple of years, yeah. they could get a spot. They could definitely get a spot. Now that opens the door. Now instead of having these big threes, now you're getting more of the big twos. And maybe we even spread it so thin that now we just got one superstar on the team. And then you got the, the, the really good role players. <laughs> a league full of Dallas Mavericks sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds horrible. That sounds but, horrible. <laughs> you know, we might get that. <laughs> might get that. That's that's gonna be fun, regardless, because I love seeing the expansion drafts and all that. And one thing that I really want to see is whichever team. Hopefully, it's the Vegas team. The Vegas team does their draft, and they make a run and they get to the finals first year. I want to see that happen so bad. Just like (laughs) just like what happened with the Golden Knights, make it happen in in the NBA. We're we're definitely gonna see that because it 
It's just something it's, about having the new team. You got it's all shiny. these shiny new things. Unless unless their name sucks. If they if they are the Pelicans too. Just please don't play at the Smoothie King Arena. It's not even that bad of a name. It's terrible. It's terrible. Crypto Center. Crypto.com Arena sucks. It sucks. The if website? they just called it, give me if the whole They website? just called it. <laughs> <laughs> the crypto arena or the crypto center. Crypto center is hard. Yeah, it's kind of gas. It sounds crypto like a back cave. It sounds like a villain yeah. cave. Yeah. But you put the dot com like, come on. It could have been worse. They could have put like HTML, www dot. <laughs> yeah. Crypto and like center. you look at Miami now, they, they switched away from American Airlines and they're just the FTX arena. That's sick. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Cool. I'm not mad at that. American Airlines but was classic, though. So rip. It was classic. And, you know, I think the Mavericks still have that name. Which is weird that, like, yeah, from team to team, lead to league, like, it, teams will have. If the, if the sponsors got the bag, then I guess. Yeah, like, I think um the Falcons and the um, Saints and the Saints just changed recently, but they were yeah, both but they're Mercedes both the, Benz. They were both Mercedes Benz. I think the Saints has always been the Superdome. And it's be been like, the Superdome, but it'll be like they, presented by. Yeah, and now they switched. I don't know. I think they're the Mercedes head. Benz Superdome now. I think is what it Are they? officially is. Yeah. Or last I checked. Unless they. I'm, I'm I, like I can't keep 90% I can't keep up. Change, but I don't really care because whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I, I don't care. I hope I'm wrong cool <laughs> it would be amazing but anyways Whatever. game game five is tonight yeah nine o'clock by the time you're listening to this i hope somebody popped off i want it to be Derek white i want 40 from d white tonight i want a i 40. want a big game from clay i want a 40 want show up. 40 from each me- 80 I want, I want like the, 30 take, take i want over. 33 7 and 4 from clay tonight sheesh okay Steph, Steph party. Most of it in the third quarter. No dribbles. Steph is going to have like 28, 6, and 6 tonight. Okay. I'm down for it. I'm absolutely down for it. Make sure you guys watch that. Thank you for listening or and or watching. Make sure you follow us at Spectators Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're putting out a lot more TikToks lately. Instagram, we got a lot more soccer content coming out on there. If you're into soccer, make sure you check out the IG. Stay up to date on all that. Or if you want to get into soccer, again, that's going to be bigger too because the NBA season is coming to an end. The NHL season is coming to an end. So it's going to be a lot of baseball. It's going to be a lot of soccer. And if you're into the MLB, make sure to stick around for next week. All-Star Draft is coming. Be ready. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next Monday. Peace.